The following program is an exclusive Disruption Networks production. The Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley was born when three top producing agents with over 25 years of combined experience selling real estate joined forces to take real estate to the next level. We practice with honesty, integrity, and the knowledge to help make the buying and selling process easy and stress-free for all of our clients. We pledge to always make our clients our top priority from start to finish and even after the house is closed. We will always be a valued resource for information and assistance for our buyers and sellers. Our customers over the years have become not not only past clients, but great friends. As we join hands together as the Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley, we look forward to serving our clients and our community and making a positive difference. You can reach us at 315-601-9630 for all of your real estate needs. Hi, this is attorney Nick Pasolacqua. The team of attorneys I have assembled at Pasolacqua Associates has been carefully hand-picked to include the best trial attorneys in the particular areas of the law that we practice. Have you been charged with DWI or any other crime? Members of our team include former assistant district attorneys now fighting to protect your rights 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Have you or someone you love been seriously injured in a motor vehicle accident? Members of the team at Pasolacqua Associates include former insurance defense attorneys now fighting to ensure that you get every penny you're entitled to. If you need legal help quick, don't waste your time or money calling anyone else. Remember, for legal help quick, you better call Nick and the team at Pasolacqua Associates. 315-500-NICK or 315-500-6425 or visit cnytriallaw.com today. What's up? This is Duddy from the Dirty Heads and you are listening to Easy Radio on DisruptionNetwork.net. Welcome to EC Radio Podcast. We would like to thank all of our sponsors for joining the Disruption team, and we hope that you will support all of our sponsors. And of course, we appreciate you listening to this program. little disturbing voice coming through your eardrums right now. That distorted voice from East Utica. Weighing at an even 190 pounds. I weighed myself today at 190. Nice. 190? 190. I bet you if you shaved your back, you're down to 180. <laughs> if I shaved my back, I'd probably be my ideal weight. What's up, everybody? It's EC Radio. How you doing? Hope you're enjoying your Thursday. It's me, Z. Present and accounted for. And joining me, as always, my man Chicken. What up? Getting ready for Saranac Thursday tonight. Yes, sir. That's going down tonight over at the brewery. You know, these are nights like this. The rain will probably hold out. So it's nice and chill, nice yep. and cool. These are the fun nights to go down there. Keeps the pricks out, too. Yeah. You know, the pricks stay home and, and all and the cool people come out. And that's your job, too, is right. you keep the pricks out. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Saranac Thursday, go down there and have a good time, but don't drink and drive. And if you do, call Uber or CNY Cab or one of those cab companies that are always hanging out. Yeah. You got so many options now. Lots of you options. get home, Lyft, Uber, CNY Cabs. There's no reason to drink and drive, guys. Nope. But if you do... We've got options for you. We've got options for you. Joining us in the studio, a world traveler, an author, a friend that I haven't seen in a while. It's been a long time yeah. since I've seen him. It's He's funny. been living on the Big Island in Hawaii, Mr. Adam Spurlozzi, joining us today. What's up, buddy? Good to see you. How's it going, Z? It's great to be here. Yeah, man. So you've been hitting all these world travels. and Well, lately you've been in Hawaii. 
Yeah, the last four years I've been relocated, building a, a life out on the island. Yeah, what's uh, yeah, Hawaii's got to be nuts. It's a different trip. It's yeah. a different trip altogether. It's uh, the most isolated population center on the planet. So other than the touristy things that uh, most people go to do vacation, um, there's a, a nice underground grassroots community, people living off the grid, trying to live lightly, low carbon footprint, close to the land. Changing the game, you know, trying to live in symbiosis with the earth instead of just wrecking the place. Yeah, that's awesome. Like what we do here. <laughs> yeah. And it's got to be nice, peaceful and tranquility and all that out there. There's that. Mm-hmm. I have some friends who, like, always wonder what my problem is. They're like, Adam, why are you so depressed all the time? I'm not depressed. You know, they're like, we're in paradise. I'm like, there's no paradise for philosophers. It's all purgatory. <laughs> and speaking of the philosophy, philosophy, he wrote a book. He's got a cool little book out. It's all—it's a book of poems. And uh, what's the name of it, Adam? It's called Union and Annihilation. Union and Annihilation, and it's a whole bunch of poems in it. It's dark. It's—it's it's cute. There's there's something for everybody in there, pretty much, right? Yeah. There's a bunch of different chapters, different stylistic approaches, uh, different periods in my life. So the, the work sounds different. There is something for everyone. And uh, it deals mostly with uh, trying to transcend the duality, that uh, our experience of what happens, we put everything on a line and make opposites out of everything. And those points that are opposites, I feel like aren't so far apart that they're really the points where the circle connects. Mm -hmm. And so they're paradox points. So these things that we make opposites in our perspective um, are really where there's some truths to be found because those opposites are actually closer to each other than than the way they look, the way we put them on that line. When I woke up this morning and looked at my calendar and realized he was coming in, I'm like, my mind's going to be blown today. I know, I forgot. I should have gotten stoned. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt we should have. Pack one up. (laughs) Anyways, um, let's go back to talk about Hawaii because the reason why you came back to New York, the volcano's erupting over there, and they had to evacuate pretty much your whole neighborhood. Is that what's going on over there? Is pretty much that whole neighborhood gone somewhere else? The, the whole lower southeast of the island is called Puna. Uh, the last town is called Pahoa. And then there's a 10-mile road to Kalapana, a 10-mile road to uh, Kapoho, and a 15-mile road in between those two. And it makes a triangle at the bottom part of the island. And uh, it's, it's pretty off the grid and rootsy. And uh, it was strange. I was just uh, taking my yearly trip back to New York and trying to pack a light bag. And then uh, we started to get earthquakes. And so for two or three days straight, we're having a little earthquakes. Like how big? Every 10 or 15 minutes. 1.2. Wow. 2.3. But enough to feel it. 3.1. But yeah, little rumbles. Uh So, you know, we live on a volcano. Right. The lava's been flowing. It's always been flowing. You know, but it's been flowing (laughs) from the same spot for 30 years. So everyone just has avoided that spot. Unless they're going out there as a tourist or want to go see the lava because it's a really special phenomena. Mm -hmm. Um, But everyone's watching to see what's going to happen because all these persistent earthquakes were not the norm so something happened at the crater and where it was flowing which is like the overflow valve or the pressure valve on a boiler it <laughs> stopped so the lava is like creeping underground rumbling everything rumbling everything looking for somewhere new to come up and the only surprise because not surprised by lava because we live on a volcano it's flowing all the time the surprise was that it started breaking open streets and coming up in the middle of a subdivision in the neighborhood. And uh, it was pretty spectacular. Um, But I was really confused in my packing process, because here I am 
trying to pack a light bag for New York. Do you run the hell out of there, or are you sitting there taking video? Well, then I start packing, like, survival gear, okay? Well, uh -huh. I, need, I need this, I need this, and then before I know it, I'm, like, packing up my whole house, knowing that this lava comes out of the ground, and if I'm away for a month and it ha decides to, like, you know, turn left instead of right, there's nothing I can do while it was away. Mm hmm so I packed up all my belongings, the tools, the guitar, the paintings, the drums, just the, the music and the art, you know, and put it up in storage at my uh, martial arts instructor's place, 30 miles north, up on the hill a little bit, and uh, just came back. I'm going to give it a minute to rest and see what's happening. Yeah, take, take some time off. Yeah. Well, it's summertime, and, you know, you got to... Watch your well-being, too, because you don't want to mess with the lava. <laughs> I'm pretty laid back and chill. It takes a lot to, like, you know, get, get you stirred up. But, mm -hmm. like, three days of earthquakes and, like, lava coming out of the street, I was a little, I was a little shooken up. Yeah. Was there um, any death? Anybody die from that experience? No, I don't no. think there's – I mean, lava moves in a way that, like, unless it's a big explosion and eruption, which is not what we're happening, you mm -hmm. know, it comes out of the ground and then – it slowly moves and eats up forest, and it goes slow because it's breaking trail. Then once it breaks trail, it starts to flow like a river. But by that time, you've had the time to move. What about the gases emitted from it? That's also another, another issue. Um, even jungle that hasn't burned, anything near it is completely like brown and destroyed from all of the gases. And uh, some of my friends who are like, I'm not leaving my house, you know, because lava is unpredictable. It could flow and, and burn up all this, but it could never go. It might not just go in your direction. Right. Mm -hmm. So I had friends that are just, you know, diehards and not leaving their house. But they're sleeping in a gas mask because if the wind changes at night and those gases come toward you, you're done. What kind of gases they breathe up, you know? It's like uh, sulfur dioxide, sulfur. I think. Yeah. <laughs> it stink. It stinks. Yeah. <laughs> you could smell it a mile away, <coughs> I could imagine. Everything's probably covered in ash, you know. There's been a couple, well, when the eruptions come out of this fissure, like most of the f news footage you see, um, there's gases that come out but not ash. But since the top of the crater is also influenced, the lava that was sitting in there in like a, just a pool, it's called like a lava lake in this crater, which is like always there. It never erupts because it's always got like this overflow valve down here. That low lava started like lowering in depths because it start found a new place to come out of the ground. Mm -hmm. And when it goes below the, the water table, water starts to like pour in and steam and create like explosions that like create the ash. So there is some like ash fallout from the main crater, but that's like a separate phenomena from like all the lava that's flowing down in the hood. Wow. Jerry D's checking in and said, Who's better than this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Jerry D's pretty pretty up there yeah, yeah he he's is. a pretty cool dude he definitely is you both are both amazing human <coughs> beings but man that sucks though that you had to evacuate everything and then well you at least you get to come back here in utica for like the summer and, and there's things i usually going come on back once summer. a year do you this year was like a year and a half you know i mean i love this family i love my tribe here i was in the trenches with you guys for for a lot of years so yeah. i don't want to lose the threads of my friendships and connections here the artists that i know people that help shape who i am you know so, yeah, this is still a, a big part of my friends and family and life, and I, I don't want to lose touch with that, so I come back. What did you do with the bus? Where's your bus? Is that on it's the island, up, too? No, it's up north. <laughs> it's up north. It, it would have cost a couple grand to send it over yeah, on I a ferry. I can only imagine how much that so would have cost. So you still have it, huh? Yeah. Nice. It's just sitting there. That bus was something else. It's for sale. It starts right up. Oh, yeah? Do you, yeah, but you need, like, a 
CDL. Don't you know to drive that thing? Do because it's registered as a mobile home, uh-huh. you don't need any special licensing. Really? Yeah. It's registered as a mobile home. If you're going to try to take people to baseball games or concerts, uh-huh. you'd have to like switch the class and get a different license. But if you're driving it around as like a homestead, you know, off the grid, roll around, do your life thing, it's all G. <laughs> Jerry D saying it's still in my driveway. <laughs> it's a different I did, bus. I did park at Jerry's for a couple nights. <laughs> I can see you getting out. Shitter's full. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You you have lived an interesting life, though, Adam. I mean, you've been all over the world pretty much, right? Well, it's not all the world. Not all but the world. I've definitely explored. Yeah. I've definitely explored. Because he's a, he's a philanthropist. He'll just like take off and just do whatever. <laughs> I have this pattern, it seems like. I was always committed here and into this community and, and working and living and trying to generate, you know, things to, that to go on here and to get artists together, working on projects, have fun. Uh-huh. It seems I, I would work for a few years, save up, and then just, you know, take a walkabout, disappear for eight months at a time, not to leave or to move, just to travel gives you different perspective. Uh-huh. You know, we get caught up in our own stuff and... We can't see out of our own perspective. We're too close to our own loves, our own life sometimes, and travels a way to, you know, shock us out of that. Okay, no, I'm in a different culture, and people think differently, and they, they live differently, and maybe what I was thinking about what was right or how it had to be, you know, it softens and changes your perspective because you get uh, a view into the myriad of ways that you could live. Mm-hmm. I hey. feel I feel like that's a theme this week, though, with uh, the guests that we've had that all. We're from here, and they moved somewhere else, and they, they've come back to Utica. And I feel like Utica is a great place to come back to. You know what I mean? Like you, you go and travel and learn a lot of stuff. You could always feel like you could come back to Utica, and people accept you, and you'd be home again. It's deeply rooted, too. Yeah, yeah if you've made roots here, and it's home, home is always, home is always there when, yep. you're, when you're done leaving. Yeah. I tell these guys all the time, too, is step outside your comfort zone and explore different things. You know? Stop... I, everybody gets so complacent in their life and it, it just goes through the motion every day. It turns into Groundhog's Day. We'll, we'll stop that and, and try to do something outside the box. Think outside the box. Maybe take a trip by yourself somewhere. Or I think it's important to do that and explore just to, for your own self-being. Well, there's a certain, how do you say, familiarity gives you security. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. And in a dog-eat-dog world, we're always just like, you know, m- most people are living week to week, you know. It's not like everyone's got a bunch of money in their pockets, able to, like, bounce around. A lot of people are just in the, in the trenches, you know. Yeah. Raising their families, doing their thing. They don't have money to, like, just take off for a minute and yeah. have what they left there when they get back. You know, I've arranged my life that I can make these kinds of trips. And I'm sure a lot of your friends live vicariously through you, you know, that wow, this guy gets to go out and do all these travels while they're, you know, working their lives, building, you know, having a family and going to work and stuff. And they love to probably love to hear your stories. Yeah. Every year I come home and uh, I top whatever I was talking about last year. I almost came home (laughs) this year like, yeah, I have a good job. I'm making art. It was going to be really boring. I'm glad this volcano thing happened. (laughs) (laughs) They got something to talk about. (laughs) Are you going to write another book about this whole experience? Um, do you write books on your experiences? When I'm in a new place, mm-hmm. I take a lot of notes about how it all feels, 
and, and generate a lot of scraps, but it's only when I'm away from that place that I've traveled to that I start to assemble those things and like weave them together with some, some poetic and, uh, and make stuff out of them. I have short stories about, not about my actual trip to the Yukon territories up in Canada, but using all of the, the, the feelings and the, what I saw there, the, the nature, how everything like interplayed as like the fuel for the story. I put in fictional characters, mm -hmm. but you're, you're on a boardwalk in some wild west town and, you know, horses and this because that's their life, you know. So I'd, when I write about places that I've been, I don't write like I was here and I did this, but I, I try and like amass all these details about the place. And then when I write a piece of fiction, use all those details as like the, the tactile uh, stuff of, of the work. Mm -hmm. So it, it feels like that place. So it's a basis, but, you know. Yes, yeah, like the ingredients. The names have been changed to protect the innocent type <laughs> of thing, right? Hopefully. <laughs> I, I can imagine too many people are innocent in your stories. <laughs> I, uh, I know some degenerates. Yeah, right. <laughs> Why you're here. I, I was just gonna say, you're sitting with two of the biggest right now. <laughs> so you got any plans while you're in town for a little while? You got any uh, things you're hitting up or... Shows, concerts, or camping, or any of that. There's some. There's some festivals I want to do. Yeah. Um, Which ones? I really like Psytrance, and uh, it's a real down tempo island. There's a lot of EDM and dance music, but there's not a big Psytrance community out there. And East Coast Psytribe is great. So in the summer, a bunch of New York comes up. DJs come over from Europe, and they'll go to After New York or these these small places with campgrounds and have great three day festivals. So I want to do a couple of those because. I've been dancing with that tribe for years, and I want to reconnect to them. Other than that, I just want to shoot the shit with my friends and and connect and like shake off this uh, the anxiety I got from being all shook up over there. Yeah. You need a trip to the Adirondacks is what you need. I've got a country house up north, so I spent a lot of time up up in Steuben. Nice, and uh, it's nice. It's isolated, but I guess I'm used to that. Yeah, so. Going back to Hawaii, what's the perception of New Yorkers to Hawaiians? All right, so in Hawaii, they group the whole mainland together as one place. And that's Honolulu? No, we're the mainland. We're the mainland. Oh, we're the mainland. So no, oh, I got gotcha. you. No <laughs> <East Coast, West laughs> there's Coast. no mainland in, in Hawaii, huh? They I almost gotcha. see it all as like Babylon. Okay. You know, there's the mainland. There's Because this the way civilization works... Here in the States, it requires you to make yourself into a certain formation based on uh, the politics, the rules, the laws, everything. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it shapes people in consciousness, and people end up living lives that aren't who they are. But they don't know that they have choices or what their choices could be inside of these systems, which you know tell us what we do, how we do it, where we go, when we have to eat, when we have to shit, when we can sleep because we've got to do something for this. And it's just, it's just on and on. Out there, there's like a, they call it island time. It's a whole different perception. It's, it's not just that it's laid back and that nobody's in a hurry, but there's not this like pressing need to produce, produce. Rush, rush, more, rush. More, rush, rush, road rage. You know, you never see road rage out there because it's, a, it's not just that it's a tropical environment. Everyone's like having a good time. It's just that the way of life has different demands because the society doesn't have restrictions on who you're supposed to be and how you're supposed to be it. I've experienced a real sense of, not just 
freedom for an individu individual to, to be who they are, how they are, and find other community that uh, they connect with and live and shape life together. But like a sense of calm, you know, like you're not like everyone here always seems like they're in a rush or trying to get somewhere as fast, even if you're not going anywhere. We're on the clock here. Yeah. And we build our lives on the clock. You know, okay, I got a 3 o'clock with Z. I got a, uh, I got a 4 o'clock here. And we just fill up our calendars more and more and more. Yeah. More appointments, more times, more deadlines. And out there, like, you stop looking at the clock so much. Yeah, you still make appointments. Yeah, you still get to work on time. But there's more of a sense that, like, it's all going to get done. You don't got to beat yourself up over it. Mm -hmm. You still got to work hard. But you don't got to break your neck in order to, like, pay the bills. But it's also in a tropical environment where if you want to grow your own food, catch your own water, put up a few solar panels, a lot of like your, your basic costs of living are less. So you don't have to work so much to have the things you want. Because if you put a few seeds in the ground, you've got a year-round growing season and rich soil and sun and rain, and you can feed yourselves. And there's avocados everywhere and there's coconuts everywhere and oranges and lemons and limes and just fruit falling off the trees. And that's not just the... A metaphor. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, not, no, it's, it's actual. And, and some people are, there's some real good people out there. These people live in a backpack and a machete. Mm -hmm. They can climb a coconut tree, you know. And if you, you want to forage and camp, walk around the island, live on the beach, people do it all day. So there's not a big problem with, like, you know, homeless hunger and things of that nature? There's a homeless problem on some of the other islands that have, like, strong cities and, like, urban because those people stick out but i live in a rural place and it's more likely that someone that's homeless or camping is gonna meet up with some people and join the community and help with the gardening and participate and so there's all these like small scale microcosm communities where a real sense of interdependence happens where you're really working on things with people things that sustain you there's a lot of bartering so it's like a hole in the fabric of capitalism yeah you still have to make some money but you can trade the things that you do in this type of community because everyone's making something and it's, and it's small enough that it, it organizes itself like a tribe. Yeah, that's that whole grassroots feeling. Wish oh. more. Uh, wish we would be more like that too. The barter system. Yeah, that sounds. I'm like all about bartering. I like I'll barter chicken away if I had to. <laughs> Co-host for co so far no ta no takers. Nobody, <laughs> nobody wants to take it. Someone tried to sell me lunch meat on uh, James Street once. <laughs> out of a bag yeah. on a summer's day. Lunchables. Well, I've seen some hustles out here on, uh. in this town, but like <laughs> lunch lunch meat out of a plastic bag on James Street, not 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 for me. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. But it made you street smart. Do you? Uh, I learned a lot here. <laughs> Were you part of the here. Kelly O'Neill? You're part of the Kelly O'Neill's crew, right? I. I definitely help support that infrastructure. They, there was a, somebody <laughs> came in there trying to sell a lamp and a lampshade separately. They, you know, they wanted them separately, and there was like piss all over the lampshade. And they just asked everybody in the whole bar, and then like somebody, I think it was Gus, was making them like plug it in, see if it worked, and went through this whole rigmarole. And nah, not interested. <laughs> just sent them off. Yeah, you got to entertain people sometimes. It's fun. Oh yeah, there's everybody's on their hustle. In the mainland. We're the mainland. Well, there's a hustle like on that. Hawaii, too. There's not a lot yeah. of work. There's a lot of people that need work, so the pay scale is really low. I did, like, carpentry jobs for dirt cheap when I got there. Mm -hmm. It's like a word of mouth. you got to build a relationship with people. So when I was there in green and nobody knew me, it took me a minute. You know, I was working for, for pennies, doing, doing stuff I get paid good for here. But that's what it took to get in the door and to, to, 
have good word of mouth. This guy shows up. He does what he needs to do. And, you know, you get hired on. Eventually, I end up in a nice place and a good job. Mm-hmm. But it was rough. I had to use my street st- smarts out there. But it's different, sure. different kind of streets. It's a mm-hmm. diff- different jungle. Mm-hmm. Is there a music scene in Hawaii? What's the music scene like? <sighs> Music's big. Yeah. The, the other arts are a little bit underrepresented. Underrepresented, but the music scene's good. A lot of a lot of reggae, yeah. A lot of roots, rock, Hawaiian fusion, tribal type There's stuff. People traveling from all over the world. People with different instruments. They're jumping into bands. So the flavor, of the music's always changing and incorporating and fusing together. I would have, I would have died for some mosh pit therapy <laughs> every <laughs> once in a while. Like, can I please like go throw some elbows in a room where people can take it? So there's you know there's not like there's not not an edge. There's not an edge like New York, which I miss, but I've got my dark, brooding, gur music that I carry with me, mm-hmm. so I didn't, like, lose touch. Who's, who's where I'm from, but, like, people out there are like, what's, who, what's your problem? I'm who's like, your favorite gur music? New my problem. <laughs> what's that? Who's your favorite gur music, you know, that, that, that gets you going? You know, as, as long as they're clenching their teeth and drooling a little bit and shouting, it works for me. And it's heavy and, and loud. If, if, they're fe- if they're feeling it, I, I'm feeling it. <laughs> Heavy and loud. You want to go out and break shit, right? <laughs> if it makes you feel like you wanted to break stuff, then it's up your alley. I feel like Pantera is always good for that. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, that's good medicine. I mean, I used to go out and break stuff. But there's no. But now m- I just like listen to the songs every once in a while and stomp around the room singing at the top of my voice. I feel better. So there's no metal scene at all there's, in Hawaii. There's no metal scene. Zero. There's no goth. There's you know I, I try and I wear extra black out there just to make up for the the lack of blacks. You know it's, it's pretty colorful <laughs> and light out there. <laughs> extra black. Uh, that's all I have is black. Right, me too. It's all black. Black. Everything's black. Black on black today. New York. You can, yeah, black all day. Black all, all year. day. All year. It, it's slimming. But is there any major concerts that happen in Hawaii? It, like bands touring through there? Or I feel like there's not. There's great talent yeah. that comes to Hawaii, not because there's a huge audience, but because they've been there. They know how cool of a community is. They come back because they want to participate so there's some big names that come in and play shows for 100 people not because of of the venue it's because they've had some introduction to the island they want to come check out that community again and and be involved in honolulu and stuff there's a you know lauren lauren hill played out there last year i mean people do come over and and do some awesome shows a friend of mine went to the city a friend of mine went to you two and pearl jam there in in hawaii oh wow and she turned around the whole cast of loss was behind her she got a picture of Jeremy Piven with her. I'm like, Jesus, wow, it's kind of cool. So you must, ca- you know, get a lot of people, a lot of famous people must come out around the Hawaii as well. Well, the big, the big islands different than the other islands. The other islands are a more urban, lots of stuff going on. The big island it has two city centers: Kona on one side, Hilo on the other side. But most of the island is zoned in a way that doesn't allow a lot of. Uh, building of new infrastructure it's zoned mostly agricultural because it feeds all the other islands uh-huh. so there's some urban centers but most of it is like you know small or large organic farming and people living off the grid and close to the land and producing food so it's, it's really rootsy like that people are really connected to the land and 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 respecting it and trying to live in symbiosis mm-hmm. do you s- do you surf i took one surf lesson and uh after four hours, I caught one wave, and by the time I got out of the water, I was more tired than I'd ever been in my life. 
and sore in muscles that I didn't even know I had. Yeah, surfing's not for me. I like to swim. I'm good in the water. On top of it, I don't think that's my game. A little surprising to me because everyone talks about the spirituality of, of surfing and, and being one with the water and blah, blah, blah. And I just figured, like, that one might have been right up your alley. Yeah, I'm not a surfer. <laughs> I, you go I gave it a whirl. I yeah, was yeah I was like, you got to give it a shot. This, yeah, yeah it, wasn't my, it wasn't my trip. Would you go to the water all the time, though? I would be there daily, I think. It's a beach culture. Yeah. It's almost a little frustrating for me because I'm used to, like, I want to work on projects. I'm always trying to, like, gather artists together to, to work on stuff. And it's uh, hard to get momentum on doing things when you're in a relaxed beach culture island where everyone just wants to want to go to chill. Everyone mm-hmm. just goes and chills. And it's medicine. The beach is medicine. Mm-hmm. So people spend a lot of time there. What kind of uh, art are you working on? I've got a new series of paintings. Um, ten finished, three almost finished. I was trying to finish that body of work and put a show on out there. Most of the writing in this book is older. There's only a few pieces that were generated in Hawaii, but I tied it all together and, and put that out. I just launched a new website. I've got a five-song EP I'm trying to put out. I've got two songs finished. Nice. Third song, half finished. That's so good I'm, that I'm you're still doing all music. These things. music. A little music, a little writing, a little art. And then I have my whatever my day job is to put the pieces together. I'm glad you're still doing music. And you're doing a lot of drumming and stuff like that too, right? Hand drums. Drumming and, and dance. It's a big dance community, a big uh, percussion community. So between live drumming and dancing events and like DJs packing up the Jeeps, going somewhere the only four-wheel drives can go, dragging the generators and the turntables down to a beach, setting up an underground show. Spinning, spinning records till sunrise on the ocean. You know that there's sounds there's yeah, a lot of fun. There's yeah. a lot of that. I'm in. Let's do it. Let's go now. Fuck the fuck <laughs> the volcano. I don't. Can give we a shit. stop I'm this in. podcast right now and go? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get. That sounds like a good time to me right there. Let's just do a party it. on the beach till like seven o'clock in the morning, just dancing and partying, swimming, and Lord knows whatever else. And you're out there. It's not like the clubs cutting you off at seven yeah mm-hmm. you know those are spin all day people are hanging out they made the trek out there some people didn't have four-wheel drives so they had to walk a path for an hour you don't have to worry there. about like law enforcement doesn't say hawaii 5 the kindest police force i've ever met in my entire life really there's a they have one light on the car it's always on they're there for you they're not like staked out looking to get you looking to make a quota they'll give you a ticket if you're not wearing your seatbelt because they want everyone to get home all right. But they're uh, the nicest police force I've ever met. They're wow. totally chill. They just want people to be safe, and they're there for you. They're visible. They show up. And there's no animosity or strangeness or friction between, like, the populace and the police because they're, they're actually protecting and serving. Uh-huh. They're not like, uh, you know. What are you up to? Yeah. I can give you a ticket for this and this. I'm making my quota, et cetera, et cetera. It's none of that. It's t- it's totally chill. It's important for the police department to have a good relationship with the community like that. It's rare. Yeah. But it's a. It's, it seems like how it should be. Mm-hmm. Right. Right on, man. Right on. Let's talk. Let's go back about this book. Talk about this book. Is this how many books have you written? It's the only book I've put into any publishable format. Circulation. Yeah. I've got a. A dozen short stories that I want to put into a book of short stories. I want to write a couple more that are hashed out in the outlines. Once I get that as a grouping, that'll be the next one. Mm -hmm. Um, 
written a lot of like theater s- scripts and like vaudevilles, little comedy sketches, and done live performances with those, but never done any like publishing and putting them together. But uh, when I was here and we were running the art center, it was more like grassroots, and you could do all the stuff and knew all the people, and you didn't need like a web presence right. back in the day. And I like Hawaii as a home base, but I still want to participate in the rest of the art world. So I've tried to move into the modern age by putting a website up and building it as a vehicle that when I have a new book or some new drawings or a new whatever I'm doing that comes into, you know, you can add the cart, you know. So that's there. That allows me to be wherever I am and drop new work online <coughs> what's your website address it. it's just my name.com i guess my name is not so easy to like type in <laughs> i was gonna say yeah so i misspelled it like nine thousand times i don't know how tactical that is as far as like <laughs> getting my stuff seen maybe you should Unless shorten enough it up people type in my name and and it's it's wrong that like google starts like mentioning that what the right thing is. maybe you should try this instead so it's adam yeah and uh, you spell Spirilozzi, S-P-I-R-I-D-I-L-O-Z-Z-I. Yeah. Got that. Easy. It's, oh, yeah, it's super easy. You rolled right <laughs> off the tongue. <laughs> Italian of, much? You got a lot <laughs> of vowels in your name, pal. A <laughs> 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 lot of vowels. You grew up where, up north, right? Did you grow up up north? Yeah. My were you like the only Italian in, in I like, Boonville? I was definitely <laughs> the only Italian <laughs> in Boonville. Maybe not the only one. There's like you and one other guy that we're friends with. That wasn't even Boonville. My my parents were off the gritters, so we moved to the middle of nowhere and built a little cabin in the woods and lived off the grid. I ended up <coughs> going to school in Boonville, but our our place is backed up against two hundred thousand acres of state land. So I just grew up out in nature. You know, we didn't have electricity or running water till I was like ten. So we had a very like rootsy uh, upbringing. My childhood was pretty like hands on. He lives at my camp. It's basically what it sounds like my camp is like. Yeah, your North Country place? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, we, Love we it. We dug in. We dug in. My parents, we just wanted to be out there and uh, raise us without the constrictions of, they saw, you know, the changes that were happening in the community. They, like, they didn't buy all of this. Mm-hmm. And so they, they wanted a different life. So they built it for themselves, and they raised us up in it. Right which on. makes something like going to Hawaii and ending up, all right, I'm here with a backpack and a, a knife, but I'm also like a, a survivalist mm-hmm. because I've got that kind of hands-on life. So it wasn't such a a strange thing to reconnect to, okay, we're going to jungle hut. We got this. Mm-hmm. You know, I started out just just camping and figuring it out. Yep. Well, if shit was ever to go down, I'm going with Adam. <laughs> 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 we're going in the woods. Yeah, I, I feel... Uh, Pretty confident with him is uh, my tour guide. I'd love to get you guys out there. Yeah. You could do a live show. I would love to do a live show from the Big Island or something like that. I'm going to go back in August or September. Okay. See what's up. One of these days. I'll I'll lay the groundwork (laughs) for a a nice tour for you guys. Well, that's what he said before we went on. He was like, I had so many invites to all my friends, and I've only had, like, would you have, like, one visitor come visit you so far? One person. One person come visit you out of the thousands of invites he threw out there. Which is going to happen. You know, it's kind of a pain in the ass to get to Hawaii right now. It's a a heavy fare. Yeah. It's a long travel time. It is long, huh? You got to fly to California and then fly another four hours after that, right? It's just as far from. 
New York to California is California to Hawaii. Is it really? It's out there. That's a long day. That's a long yeah, day. Yeah, 20, 22 hours. What's the time difference from here to there? Five hours? Six. Six. They don't have daylight saving time. Uh-huh. So it's six sometimes or five sometimes, depending on what's going on here. Huh. What's he posting up right now? Uh, the website. Ah, they're posting <coughs> up your website. We got your website linked up to uh, the comment here on Facebook. If you have any comments for Adam or any questions, please hit us up on our text line or hit them up on the comment line. We are live on Twitch and YouTube and Twitter and Periscope and all the streaming platforms. We're all over the place. You can find your D, find our D anywhere. Well, and your D. You can find your Ds wherever you want to. If we go to Hawaii, we definitely got to go to one of those uh, beach parties. Oh, I, I would spend my whole time at one of those beach parties. Do they do like a luau and all that? Have you been to a traditional Hawaiian yeah, luau? luau? The, the Hawaiian people are great. They have, this, they have their own culture. They may have been annexed and occupied by the United States, but they still feel like it's their island. Mm-hmm. And there are parts of the island that are theirs. And uh, you got to go there with a special respect that you're, it's not America. And uh, you got to have your, your wits about you. They're really kind people. The aloha spirit, the, the welcoming is, is epic. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're just a rootsy people with uh, an amazing, amazing indigenous culture, great dance, uh, great ritual, great spirituality. They're, they're brilliant people. And it's been, uh, I thank them at times. Like, thanks for making me welcome on your island. You know, people go there and they think it's the United States because, oh, you know. Hawaii is part of the United States. It's really not. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at the political history of it, it's uh, it's unsettled. Obviously, we're not going to like leave as a as a nation, but uh, the feeling there is mixed. Have you ever hit up the other Polynesian islands like Fiji or Samoa or any of those? I haven't. This is my first no. island experience. Yeah, would like to check out the Fiji islands. Yeah, and Samoa. Any of those? I had a friend from Samoa. A few of them, yeah. A beautiful human being. Very nice, courteous, calm, cool. I'll tell you. But if you pissed him off, oh, my God, he'd snap your neck. Real calm, cool people and superiorly athletic. Yeah. I mean, you you look at when these guys, Simone, Mm -hmm. they got a little bit of uh, chub to them. But, man, they can haul ass. They can run. They're surprisingly athletic. We got some people checking in from Berlin right now. Says, greats out of Berlin. What's happening here? So, thanks for checking in. Pauly Mintz. Is the name on the the Twitter or the Twitch handle? So thanks for checking in, Paulie. We appreciate you tuning in. And if you could, if everybody could, just click the share button and share this video and get it out there to everybody. It would help Adam out a little bit and us as well. So AdamSpirlozzi dot com for more information on all your. Do you have the, you have your book on there? What else is what else can we find on your website? It's it's broken up into visual art writing. In music, mm-hmm. and then on things that are unfiled, mixed media stuff. So in the writing category, there's the poetry book that's finished, but in the short stories, there's like a, a short story that's there, but like some some talk about the book that's coming up with all of the short stories. So there's a little bit, a little bit of everything. There's a couple songs you can stream, and uh, an album coming out. So it's like works that are in process that aren't like a salable product, a finished product yet. There's little teasers there, and like glimpses into what that project would, will be and how it's shaping that I'm updating as I create new content. Do you update your site yourself? Yeah. You do it all yourself? That's well, I have a designer that built me uh-huh. the whole thing. She spent a year with me 
working on all the details, hacking code and like uh, putting it all together, I had a, a sense that I wanted the site to be really tactile. It's like it's like parchment paper and and, and, and textiles and typewriter type. And it's organic. I really wanted something that felt organic because I don't connect to the computer t so much. I still I still I still handwrite and I I need to s like smell what I'm working on and, and touch the things. That's that's how I connect to my medium and art. So. It's a necessity to translate it to, <coughs> you know, a digital format to participate in the world, and so she w she was really patient in like listening to my ideas and creating the feel for it that I was looking for, and it it came out pretty nice. Right on, man. Very cool. You gonna be playing some music when you're on town? I don't have anything booked. No. I uh, my guitar's in Hawaii. I've been debating whether to send it out or just uh borrow one on this end for the summer so I can start jamming with friends. There you go. Hanging out with Gator. We've always gotten into it over the years. He's a great guitar player. Amazing so guitar player. <coughs> so as soon as I get an axe to play around with, yeah, I'd probably show up somewhere and, and do something. He's still over there on yeah. that? Uh, yes, yeah. He's still hanging out over there? Amazing guitar player. Phenomenal. The guy rips. He, he's one of those unpolished gems. Like, he should have been, like, his talent is so amazing and he should have made it years ago but he just kind of he goes with the flow and does his thing and just he's also it. been you know he was raising a family taking care of the right. kids yeah like working in the shop working a lot he had to do. he's on the verge of retirement and he's looking at like what the next phase of his life is mm -hmm. the next phase of his life is being putting his music first good i don't know where he's going or where he's going with it but uh, he, need, he needs to take a little walk about with his guitar mm -hmm. and he's he's on the verge of that so that'll be maybe good. you can influence that a little bit for I'm him i'm trying to i'm trying to get him out there yeah <laughs> or we might go somewhere else in the world together i don't know what happens you never well know we're close so yeah he needs to be out there what an amazing player he is we used to work together and we used to travel around and paint victoria's secrets back in the day hence before i opened up the bar and all that and uh we just sit around the hotel room and just jam out and he was like wow how come you're not playing in a band or anything? Like, what are you doing? When he gets <laughs> in the zone, it's like, it's something else. Yeah. Yeah, he's out there. And he's humble, so he's not like, you know, I'm all that. But he like is. He's the man. Yeah, he really is. Have you gotten a chance to check out any shows uh, since you've been home? Uh, not down here. I was up in Montreal for the last couple of weeks, and they had like a, a fringe theater festival, an international mural painting festival, and music festival all in the, the same couple of weeks. So all the art's out on the streets, streets blocked off for long stretches. So I, I saw a lot of a lot of music and art up there, um, but I haven't really been out here in town. Mm -hmm. It must be good to get back to some good food, though, huh? Yeah, except for I gained 10 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. Do you have a hit list? Like, when you come home, you have to hit a couple spots? Well, I go a year at a time without having a Utica club. That's They're cold by now if you want to go help yourself I mean, and have one I too mean. i just <laughs> and, uh, i haven't found good pizza on the island so i definitely go to the pizza places that i like around here you yeah, don't pineapple the pizza up. do you no i still I good still don't. you good. don't pineapple I don't, your I don't pizza i don't think the Hawaiians do either good it's just some american yeah. style it came from it. california that's where that came they from. call it a hawaiian pizza but don't put Pineapple on pizza, people. I'm sorry. And don't eat it with a fork. People, you're allowed to do anything you want. <laughs> but Chicken likes to be pessimistic sometimes. Nah, it's not being pessimistic. It's just, yeah. Yeah, it's not own. pizza. If somebody likes pineapple on pizza, let them eat pineapple on pizza. Is it hurting you? 
Yes. Yeah. Well, Hurts my feelings. Go to bed. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, Adam, this is fun, man. Um, let's plug your book again, too, and where people could pick it up at. I do do like a local outlet here, any chance? Do uh, like a bookstore some, or anything? Some copies down at the tram presently. Okay. And uh, it's on Amazon, or you can go to the website, and it links right up to it, too. Mm-hmm. And also your website and yep. all that. Yeah, man. Yes, chicken. I, oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. No, I didn't say anything. I was waiting for you to be done. Yeah, we have one. Of, it's one of those days today. It's like gloomy outside. It's just like kind of going through the motions. Today feels like Groundhog. I'm living vicariously through him right now. I know. No doubt. No doubt. We needed this. Yes. And we're going to Hawaii. I'm telling you right now, we're going yeah, to Hawaii. come this winter. I, I'd love to. February is the month. There's some really special things that happen. What happens in February? It's just some really underground, like private like dj dance events and parties that have been going on for 10 15 years so a lot of people go there for the winter Mm -hmm. and go back to whatever their lives are but like and a lot of people live there but it's a great mix of international community people that are there in the winter and some really cool underground performances and events we'll have to too uh talk to justin miller accountant over at uh universal bookkeeping see if we can use that as a tax write-off Oh, we could. We can. Yes. Yeah. Providing we do a show from there. You've got a field trip <laughs> budget, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, if we return to cans. <laughs> <laughs> See all those UC cans back there? They need to go in. We could, we could section off a room. Yeah, we have. <laughs> As you, we were talking about off air, about uh, you section off that, that house, that nice street we used to uh, party yeah, at. Yeah, back in the college days, we drank a lot of, we drank a lot of beer. And uh, we had a taste for old milk tavern bottles, which came in a... I think everybody back then had that taste for it. Well, because it was oh, cheap. Stu- it came in a sturdy case, too. Yeah. So we had started building stuff out of the cases at one point. So. Yeah, yeah they, I remember the catwalk. Yeah, there was a beer catwalk, a beer throne. Wait, a catwalk? Where did the catwalk go to? Just, I mean, just from random, like, you know. Just around the house. Random burlesque, at, you know, parties happen. <laughs> I got to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All made out of... Old mill cases? Yeah. Oh, wow. They sectioned a whole room off? Yeah, eventually we sectioned a room off and built a wall with them and rented it out to another roommate. So <laughs> I think Eventually it was, we brought the Was it Schleppy? Bible. Yeah, it was, it was Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> that was a wild house, huh? <laughs> we did yeah. Good. yeah. We did good. It wasn't Faxton Street. That was another one. Yeah, I remember that one, too. Adam, <laughs> if, you go, if you could go back in time and give yourself some advice, what would you tell yourself? Like, go back 20 years. Women go. are dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, they are. That's, that's it. Everything yeah. else I, I figured out. It took me a while to figure that one out. Yeah. It's almost like your uh, last line in the EC uh, documentary. Uh, I know, like, Chicken. You bring it up all the time. That's great, though. They're like, what advice do you have for people opening your bar? And he just sits there and he thinks, and he's like, don't fuck your bartenders. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great advice. And, well, if you're a bar owner, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely great <laughs> advice. It gets you in trouble. And they start stealing from you but anyways that's from a whole another <laughs> story anyways uh yeah that was the the party years were a lot of fun i refer to them as my blackout years can you agree with yours no? i've got a couple missing pieces you got a couple <laughs> blurry sequences for mm-hmm. sure are you still in them no <laughs> no i was immortal back then you were immortal back we all were hey we're all still here right barely we're still kicking we got yeah. some years in us oh yeah I got about another 40 in me, I'm thinking. Think so? Yeah, I'm going to check out right around, you know, 83 or something. I think I got another 40 in me. That's what I want to do. 
Possibly. Yeah. Everyone in my family lives pretty old. I don't want to get past. I don't want to be a burden on somebody. Yeah. When you have to it's go to true. Like a nursing home or have somebody wipe your ass or God forbid end up with Alzheimer's and you know and end up not knowing anybody or doing anything and you know I don't want to be a burden. Maybe on that's anybody. when I try skydiving. Yeah. Without the parachute. <laughs> yeah. Without the parachute. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. You ever do that skydiving? I haven't jumped out of a plane. That surprises me. I, I figured think, you would I don't think free fall yeah. is my preferred medium. <laughs> You're not like <laughs> I'm not a cliff jumper. You're not a, a adrenaline adrenaline junkie. No. 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 That's not your forte. I get juiced on making art. Create. You know, I go into my zone and it gives me all the adrenaline I need. You're a creator. Yeah. Now, when you you got so many different styles of art in I, it just uh, because that amazes me. Like you know, most people they might be a painter, they might be in like into music, but you you go after it all. And like, I just kind of wonder, like, how do you channel that? Like, what do you like decide? Like, when you got something going through, you're like, oh, I want to paint, or do I want to write, or do I want to sculpt, or whatever. It all depends on what's going on. Like, there's certain thoughts or like sequences of concepts and thought forms that are trying to like figure themselves out that might turn into writing. Or if there's some raw emotions that like. I don't know what to do with it might turn into like a chord progression or a song so like whatever's going on inside me informs like which direction I, I go with it and if I've got a studio around me that has like all the stations set up then I just I just move around and work on like all the projects at, at once so you would have like okay you would have a writing thing started yeah, a writing then like station here a, a painting spot the music stuff set up in another room and I just like you know I, I go between all of it I spend each I don't have an attention span that I could paint for 10 hours or play music for like a full shift, but I can paint for three hours, write for two hours, take a break, you know, draw, you know, do, and I can have a full day of creation because I'm without the mental blocks. Yeah. I, I just move around. So I don't like, I'm not stuck in the, in the same thing or trying to push one, one inspiration too long. You know, have you ever incorporated all of them into one performance like a live type of setting yeah i've yeah. done uh multi multimedia works i put a play on in the basement of the plymouth bethesda church down there years and years ago as part of uh my undergraduate studies and uh i composed some of the music for it and built an orchestra we designed and built the sets wrote the script trained the actors and like did this multimedia and, and theater is like that it's kind of a fusion of of all all the mediums and uh it all comes together and it, it can be powerful because it's like total reality creation you know you open those curtains and you've generated the sights the sounds the script for this whole other reality and if you can bring people into that bubble theater can be a real powerful force because it uses mm -hmm. you know visual writing music it can use all of those things together i think while you're home you should do a podcast on your own I think it would be great. I think you can create some really cool freaking content, You know, man. I'm, I'm pretty low-tech. I'd be out in the street, like, talking I'll in just my sleep. <laughs> well, people do that now. They got the watches, you know, so you can talk in your watch and you yeah. look normal. <laughs> no, I think he, him doing a podcast while you're home, just try one. Sit down with one of your art buddies or something and just have a conversation. You've got a lot of great stories, too, man. You can just it'd there, be a great platform for you. To, I feel there's a strong, it all. strong resurgence of art back into the Utica area, too, lately. Oh, yeah. By far, it's never left. It's never town left, right? Reads artists, right? It doesn't necessarily have the infrastructure for artists to always succeed. Mm -hmm. So, a lot of people go try their fortunes elsewhere, 
But this town, this town builds artists. But with Chicken saying, like, right now, these kids are staying in town and mm-hmm. actually doing positive things in the community. And there's, like, this really influx of young kids and young, talented, talented people and coming together p- as groups and, and creating these awesome events. Yep. It's awesome. really, really, yeah. yeah it's really cool it's to see. And it's something that, right, it's something that we've never seen here right. in my 40 plus years. And it's really starting, the art community has really grown a lot. In the last couple of years, and, and, and kudos to you know people like Angela Johnson who's going out there and, and really kind of flying flying that flag with you know the arts and, and things of that nature. And Gina over at you know doing the Utica Music, or uh, sorry, the Utica Summerfest. You know she's bringing like a lot of art back to. Um, the list goes on and on. There's so many, so many right different. Now. Yeah, Mark so, Pelosi, another one. Tino Lopez, Tony Thompson. Nice. These guys are still out there doing their thing, and there's a great community of people that are just doing really cool events, and, and I like seeing it, and it's only going to help because they're going to influence the younger generation as well. And it gives these artists a chance to showcase what they do. Right. I mean, when uh, we were at Flower Fest, in, you know, I'm watching you know, these guys making paintings, with, you know, spray painting right outside, and, and uh, you know, all the different... Uh, different displays it was really really cool and you're just like man these people are from local like you thought they'd ship them in from out of town but no these people are from local you know they're all here and they finally have an outlet for their art last week we were at the block party down the street at james street the empowerment center and tony and tino were out there creating a live mural mural and and it looked great what they were doing you know they're there all day doing their thing and it's great to incorporate people into the process because People have a sense of like we're inundated with images and we go see art. But when you see art being made and it's not the finished project, you see how it comes together and it's a nice window into, you know, the reality of an artist to, to see them working. So it's generous of them because, you know, it's, it's, it's tough to put yourself out there like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's hard to come to c- conclusion with your work sometimes and then feel OK enough to show it, let alone let people in during the process while all the you know all yeah. the stuff's happening so it's like writing a song right in front of everybody yeah it's like props yeah. to those guys for sure mm-hmm. you ever done on a live setting you ever you do murals and stuff right some painting I have, yeah. have you ever done it to music not like a live performance like a band playing and you're painting on the side of the stage or something like that have you ever done that near music but yeah. never as part of a not a part of a specific performance just kind of in the background yeah I, I like multi-mixed media events where it's all going on at once, but never specifically like I'm here trying to incorporate this performance into this work and make a bridge between it like that. No. I always find it fascinating to see what kind of artist, what artists put colors to the music. I always find that fascinating. There a lot of artists really work with music. I yeah. mean, like, so I mean, like I'm wor- I'm working at home and painting. There's the the tunes that I like that are informing like whatever emotions that I'm working with, and, and you go for it. So. I can see it happening. It's just the the live aspect is a little, a little uh, confronting, I guess. Some people are balls out and they go do it. Mm-hmm. I was gonna, a- I was just gonna ask about you know when you do painting, are you listening to something specific or you just like it yeah, quiet I, and just I, get in I your I own love brain? Music, so I'm I'm all over the place. It's all and about uh, the mood, right? It's all about the mood. You know, every painting's different, every story's different. There's always some some kind of background, you know, adding to the adding to the vibe that. Just channel it into the work. Yeah. What's your future plans, man? I was just going to ask that. What's next? I really don't know. Everything was really up in the air. You know, I I settled in in Hawaii, had everything going. Wasn't planning on making a a break from that lifestyle. And I I don't necessarily have to. I have to relocate a little bit, live on a different part of the island, because that whole southeast quadrant is, the whole landscape's changed. 
Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it looks like. If something opens up, or if I feel called in one direction or other, that will inform, you know, what choices I make. But uh, I really don't have a, a strong set of where I go. I know I'm going to be making art where I go. That's what I do. So the setting can change. The community can change. The country can change. The climate can change. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do me. Uh, but I just don't know where that's gonna be. Right on. You got video of the lava? I want to see some of that. <laughs> uh, nothing I can access, but I can I can send some things if you want to add it in uh, add it into your mix. No, no, not you don't have to put it into this mix. I just want to see it personally. Oh, yeah. yeah, just want to check it out. I've never seen lava before. I grew up here in upstate New York. We're not around vo- volcanoes or. I think there was like one earthquake in this town ever. Uh, there's been a couple. There has been, yeah. yeah. I remember a couple of years ago there was a little shaking, a little rumbling. Mm-hmm. And that's no joke, man. Is there earthquakes often in Hawaii? There's seismic activity yeah. because it's a volcano. Right. But the number of earthquakes that have happened in the last month is some ridiculous number in the thousands. Wow. In the thousands. Yeah. So up to... 5.5 i think 6.9 was the biggest one Oof. so there's a lot of these little rumblers but there's you know the that lava spike is coming from the center of the planet mm-hmm. and it's going to find its way to the surface like if the planet's the boiler hawaii is this place where there's a volcano that's always flowing it's like the pressure valley so it's going to come to the surface and it's better that it does because if it didn't you get a bigger type of eruption mm-hmm. so it's shake. It's shaking out there right yeah, now. Yeah, I can imagine. I, c- I can see how that's unsettling. Scare the shit out of you. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Volcano is just something we're not accustomed to here. No. Know? Give us a blizzard, eh? We'll just keep driving through it. Yeah. The volcano. It's a whole different ball game. It is. Maybe we it should is. get some lava for the winter time. See what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I can mail you some. Yeah, mail me some. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in a shipping container. Man, Adam, this has been fun, man. Yeah, my pleasure. Plug your book, plug your website, and how people can get a hold of you on social media. All right, adamspiritalozzi.com. The book is called Union and Annihilation. It's also available on Amazon. And uh, I'm on Facebook with the same name. And, uh, yeah, I don't have too much of an online presence. I still like to handshake and meet people. Yeah. But that's important trying to jump in and participate in this century (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the 21st century adam i'm always 200 years behind (laughs) that's not a bad thing my friend sometimes Sometimes it's refreshing you're blacksmithing and you're like what you know i'm really really behind the curve on this (laughs) yeah but sometimes it's refreshing you know what i mean like find somebody who's not got their head in their phone 24 7 you know somebody who knows what it's like to be a part of the world instead of just looking through it through their phone I'm still there, you know. I, I catch myself like, wow, I looked at this fucking screen a lot today. You know, it's a, it's, it's part of, it's part of the modern world, and it's, it's changing consciousness and it's changing awareness where we go and where we put our attention, and it's changing our communication. Even if I'm out in the m- middle of nowhere, I'm still, I'm still tapped in and and feel the, feel that change. You know, we're we're being changed by the technology. Yeah. It's helping. It's helping and growing and, and building our civilization, but it's also like taking away, taking us away from something too. Personalization, you know, what I mean, like people have actually sitting there having a conversation and not being distracted by their phones or their watches now and all this other stuff, you know. And if you grow up with it, you know, it used to be a problem. You know, kids grow up on the television, and like the television is raising raising the kids, right? So now, like, kids are 
are born and they got a screen in their hand. So if they get so much of their information and so much of their attention goes to the phone, I think they're going to start looking to the phone for what's real instead mm-hmm. of looking to, to people. Mm-hmm. Like I don't right. believe my parents. I believe what I see on the screen. You know, like so it, it, I think it, it takes people away from depthful human interaction. I think there's a lot of kids growing up with, I can't say my pro-social skills are great, but um, I think there's kids growing up uh, just disconnected with mm-hmm. their head in another world yep. and not having the skills to to communicate and really be with people because yeah. the go-to <coughs> is the screen. And everybody also like likes to uh, label everybody. So everyone has a label. And like you know, when you refer to a group of people, you refer to their label rather than actually meeting the people and, and actually getting to know them and see where they stand on things. Yeah, and you can dismiss people once you put – a, a label mm-hmm. on them so like people stop seeing each other they just okay well that's this group and i no right. longer have to pay attention to anything they say because i've got them grouped and filed in wha- whatever category and that that takes us away from each other we don't need any more separation mm-hmm. we don't need any more focus on like how different we are we need to focus as a global community on like whoa we're all in this together if we don't like figure out how to race the borders and take care of the planet that we're on that it's all going to go to shit mm-hmm. exactly yeah, you're right about that. Plus the parenting. Be, they use these things to, to babysit your children, oh yeah. you know, which is the worst idea. But it's not, it's not just like parents' fault. Like our society is built in a certain way. There was a time in the last hundred years where uh, you could have one parent in the workforce and provide a good living to raise a family. Now you've got two parents in the workforce, and that doesn't even, like, pay the bills sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it's not just a, a lack of parenting. It's a, I think it's a fallacy of the, the culture that we've built that we put so much emphasis and need into uh, material, uh, shit. Ma- material stuff. And it's not that people are just chasing material. I mean, just to have what you need, mm-hmm. you've got to have both parents in the workforce. And guess what? Your, your phone, your television, your teachers, your daycare, everyone else is teaching your kids but you. Mm-hmm. And I think that was one of the reasons that my parents moved me up into the middle of nowhere uh, when we were young. Not that there was a big technological thing, but they saw a community changing, they saw a society changing, and they had ethics and ideas and morals, and they wanted to raise us in, in, their, in the world that they shaped, giving us what they thought was important, you know, t- t- to build us up with, with, with their ideals and beliefs and ethics rather than, you know, just letting us run loose <coughs> in the world, learning from all this. I mean, there's plenty to learn from it, but there's plenty to, to not learn from it. Yeah. I feel like so many people are so removed. Like, you're living in the world. You know, you're traveling, you're doing this stuff, and you're, and you're, you're gaining life experience, where most people, they, they only get these experiences because of their computer screen or their phone and whatnot, and they're too afraid to step out of the norm because, God forbid, they get away without their phone. I hear it all the time when I talk to people about going to my camp, they're like, how can you survive without a cell phone and, and your no no electricity and you got to pump the water and all this and that? And they're so amazed by it. But then when you actually experience it and, and you, you're sitting there and you actually have to converse and get up and do things and, and be a part of something, it feels great. It does it, feel good. And life slows down. Absolutely does. You're connected to the things that You're like, what time is it? Alive. Who cares? You're connected to your water because you pumped it from the well or carried it to the house. You're connected to the the heat that keeps you alive because you chopped the wood that that autumn you know yeah it's a slower life but it, it's connected and and it feels good it does feel good 
Yeah. I feel everybody should experience that at one point in their life. I agree. You know, just get out there, fall off the grid for a few days, and go camping. Go camping, man, yeah. and not camping in a Winnebago, not camping in a nice luxury, you know, cabin. Get out there and sit on the in the dirt. Get dirty, you know. Nature's medicine. Absolutely, it I, really is. Nothing better for your soul than just to get out there and relax in nature. And when I say relax, you're out there chopping wood, you're getting, you know building fires, and you know things like that. But it it just feels great when you're all done. You know, indeed. I can't wait to get out in the woods. Me too. I'm gonna do some camping this year for sure. You know, it's good to shut it off, get away from everything. It resets yeah, for your brain. Context. Yeah. For context. You don't have to travel to another country. Just just get out in the woods for a minute, and like yep. you say, whoa. Not as much noise in my head as I thought there was. Recharge that creative battery, too. We have the Adirondacks right up here, right, you know, and, and to me, that's God's country. And I would love to see, you know, Hawaii as well, the way you describe it, um, because it's 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 God country, but in a whole different aspect. And I love taking in those experiences. Mm-hmm. You know. Indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, before we get out of here. We got to talk about the grub and gab. Yeah, talking about an experience, Adam. We got this food challenge going on here at the D. We're doing this food challenge June 26th at Old Baby's over there on Anita Street in between New Hartford and Utica. Is it a cook off or an eat off? Well, it's going to be an eat off. It's called the Goliath, and the Goliath is like a three times the sandwich. Right, it's I'll like read off. There's two choices that you can get. You get two choices. So you <clears> one's the All American, and the other one's the Broheim. So the All American is lettuce, tomato, onion, hot cherry peppers. Mayo, mustard, hickory bacon, uh, chicken breast, turkey, ham, and American cheese. Now, this sandwich is triple. Triple everything. So triple all that meat, all the toppings, and it makes a sandwich like this, like foot high. And And the Broheim is lettuce, tomato, green onions, roasted peppers, hot peppers, mayo, gouda cheese, roasted pork, baked ham, roast beef, and honey mustard dressing. So... Which one was that one again? That's the Broheim. I, that's the one I would do. Dude, they're so good. I, that's like, the one I would do. They, they just make me hungry right now. But um, then it comes with a pound of fries, right? And then you got to pound it with a, uh, two liter, either a two-liter soda or you can bring in a 40-ounce of beer. <laughs> and uh, everything has to go. We're setting a new standard. So this has never been completed. This is undefeated. The Goliath is undefeated right now. So we're looking for challengers to take this thing on. Yeah, and set the bar. And set the bar. So whoever does it in the quickest amount of time, they're the new, the new bar. So standard. nobody's won. Nobody's or the won. The person that well, no one's finished, but whoever whoever has gotten the, the closest to finishing has won before. Well, they well, had a half hour. But you're time. hoping that somebody like finishes. Oh yeah, so, somebody's gonna finish. So, they had a half hour time limit on ET it. Et a puke, right? But we don't know if it's if that was actually enough time to put this sandwich down. So now we're opening it up and whoever finishes it first is now the yeah, new, the new champion. Time. It's like yep. a marathon. You got to pace yourself. Right? Yeah. At least, you know, it's doable yeah. at that point. It's all going down Tuesday, June 26th from five to 8 PM at old baby's gourmet sandwich shop. It's 4126 and night street in New Hartford. We're looking for competitors. So if people are interested, hit us up. Yep. I think what are we doing? Like five to seven competitors, something like that. Uh, something like that. Something yeah. like that. Something that we could keep track of. We have some. It's going to be small. It's like five to seven. We, Chicken made the event yesterday and threw it up on Facebook, and the thing blew up. Yep. It blew up yesterday, and a lot of interest have been gained from that event that you made yesterday. But we're looking for yep. competitors, so if you're interested in competing in the Goliath Challenge, hit us up, disruptionnetwork at gmail.com, or hit us up through the social medias or send, slide into our DMs. 
Yeah. <laughs> I always wanted to say that. <laughs> even even if you want to come watch, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, th- th- we're going to have music there. Ease Beats and Biz are going to be there. We're going to be there live. We uh, want everybody to come hang out and watch this challenge we're that we're be broadcasting live. They're going to have a uh, cornhole challenge. Yeah. It's not the actual, we're not going to play cornhole. We're going to have it set out, you know, in the distance and, um, you know, kind of like a fair game where you got to pay, you know. It's going to be a distance thing. Yeah. It'll it, be a distance thing. But uh, the proceeds from that will go to um, Jam, John, Jam for John, who is a. Uh, a, a employee over at Old Babies who's uh, going through some cancer, and uh, you know they're doing a little benefit for him. So yeah, so we're gonna raise money for him, Absolutely. as well as watch people stuff their faces with this Goliath sandwich. The winner gets a golden ticket from Old Babies, yeah, which is a sandwich a month for a year. Yep, and then also we're giving them a, a couple pairs of tickets to get the lead out at the Saranac Brewery. Your wall goes up on the. Your picture goes up on the wall, and that that picture space right now completely empty. So you're gonna be the first one on that wall. There's a whole bunch of accolades that you get along with it. I think the T-shirt and bragging rights, of course, and there's a couple little little things we'll sprinkle on top for a little extra bonus for whoever wins the Goliath challenge. And like Chicken said, the D will be on hand. We'll be broadcasting live. Uh, we're gonna have music from our Ease Beats and Biz boys. There's gonna be games and prizes and a whole bunch of fun that only the D can provide. Absolutely, man. Have cool. you ever been to a D party? You know what to expect. Absolutely. It's all going down Tuesday, June 26th. It's Old Baby's Gourmet Sandwich Shop. It's 4126 Oneida Street in New Hartford. We're going to be there from 5 o'clock on. Well, East Beats and Biz, I think they're going to be doing some of their show from there as I well. I believe so, too. Tuesday. I, think they, I think they're going to do their show right live from there as well. Yeah, so that's all going down. Like I said, even if you don't want to compete in the competition, come and hang out. Come enjoy. Maybe come join us on a podcast. And it's our very first yeah. Grub and Gab. And we got a whole new series going on with restaurants and bars called the Grub and Gab. So if any restaurants out there are interested in having the D come to their restaurant or their bar, hit us up. Hit us up. And uh, we would love to be a part of whatever you got going on. What we do is we will promote the event for a whole month, and then we'll come and, and have a party. And have a party at the end. Uh, I just got to give a little shout-out here. You know, speaking of Ease Beats and Biz, it is uh, Biz's birthday. Happy birthday, Happy Biz. Happy birthday, Biz. Yeah, I texted him earlier. Happy birthday. He's. I think he's the oldest one on our team. Really? He's older than Gabe? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. I'm serious. I didn't think anybody was older than Gabe. Oh, he is. He calls him Uncle Gabe. Yeah. I was asking Gabe the other day. I was like, hey, man, what was Lincoln like? <laughs> I thought that was... He kind of got it offended. But anyways, happy birthday to Biz. And uh, speaking of content, we got more content coming on the D tonight. The Baseline, the baseball podcast with hosts SPG and JP. They're going to be in the mix talking about all the great things going on in Major League Baseball. Those guys are uh, killing it right now. They're killing it. They're doing great. And uh, I'm, I'm happy they're on our team, man. Absolutely. They're doing some good stuff out there. They make it sound good. Yes, and then tomorrow morning, back talk will be up in the mix. No, the, he doesn't make a sound good. The very, <laughs> the very controversial Tommy drama. He likes to get all political and piss people off. Yeah, he's good at that. He's really good at pissing people off. So that's going on tomorrow at eleven o'clock in the morning. Back talk. There's, there's Biz right there. Happy birthday, Biz. We threw you some love, man. We love you, Biz. He's out there. Killed it. Let's uh, uh, last Sunday. I'm glad you brought that up. He did. He, oh, my God, look at this dude. He did. He killed it last Sunday. It was unbelievable what he did with Joe Driscoll after uh, the Dirty Head show at the, at the Celtic Harp after the brewery. And it, it, you could just see the two of them feeding off each other. Oh, they loved they it. They loved it. Like, he's they like, hit him up, Biz, and then just Biz was just grinning ear to ear, man. Like, you know, because he's used to, like, playing, like, parties and, and, and other stuff, and now he actually gets to produce music, you know, get out there and make his own sound. It's great. He was killing it. Yeah, that's where he needs to be. Absolutely, to be in a band scratching it up and stuff. It sounded amazing, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing what Joe Driscoll and Biz do in the future because I I feel like that's going to be a thing now. I, I mean, both times they played, they they were kind of off the cuff, 
And I like to see them both like kind of rehearse something and, and put it all together and just blow people's minds. Yeah, indeed. Right on, man. I want to remind everybody they can listen to this podcast and previous podcasts of EC Radio and all the cool content we have on the D at DisruptionNetwork.net. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Twitch and all those social media platforms that you can find the D. We're yes, please subscribe to our YouTube, by the way. Yeah, yeah. We're trying to get our YouTube numbers up. So they're Delete the old app. We got a new one on the way. We do got a new app on the way. In fact, we got a meeting with the guy next week, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But we do have a phone app coming. Can't wait for that. I'm really excited. I'm too. It's all time. Delete the old one. You'll get a virus or something, herpes, whatever. I don't know. Just delete the old one. You might turn into a der fucking. Der, der, fucking der. (laughs) (laughs) A little inside joke between me and chicken. (laughs) What are you doing this weekend? You working all weekend? I'm working all weekend. But I might do some tubing on Saturday, I'm thinking. Right on. Might do some tubing down to West Canada. I'll be at the Stanley on Sunday or Saturday. There's there's a bodybuilding competition. Missed. And Mr. and Mrs. Upstate New York is going on. Are you going to take off your shirt and flex and show what you I got? I was thinking about it. I was thinking about you're it. You're putting in some uh, some work there, buddy. <laughs> i always putting in work. And then also Sunday is Father's Day. So yes, happy, Father's happy Father's Day, Father's to, Day. All, to all the fathers out there. And all the kids want to thank you for not pulling out. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you later. You know Bye. what the hell you're listening to? It's EC Radio. Never you mind what I'm making. You should spend some time taking a personal inventory of what you're doing for the betterment of society. EC Radio. The Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley was born when three top producing agents with over 25 years of combined experience selling real estate joined forces to take real estate to the next level. We practice with honesty, integrity, and the knowledge to help make the buying and selling process easy and stress-free for all of our clients. We pledge to always make our clients our top priority from start to finish and even after the house is closed. We will always be a valued resource for information and assistance for our buyers and sellers. Our customers over the years have become not only past clients, but great friends. As we join hands together as the Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley, we look forward to serving our clients and our community and making a positive difference. You can reach us at 315-601-9630 for all of your real estate needs. Hi, this is attorney Nick Pasolacqua. The team of attorneys I have assembled at Pasolacqua Associates has been carefully hand-picked to include the best trial attorneys in the particular areas of the law that we practice. Have you been charged with DWI or any other crime? Members of our team include former assistant district attorneys now fighting to protect your rights 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Have you or someone you love been seriously injured in a motor vehicle accident? Members of the team at Pasolacuan Associates include former insurance defense attorneys now fighting to ensure that you get every penny you're entitled to. If you need legal help quick, don't waste your time or money calling anyone else. Remember, for legal help quick, you better call Nick and the team at Passlockwood Associates. 315-500-NICK or 315-500-6425 or visit cnytriallaw.com today.